Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us. And we, as always, have amazing guests, uh, sometimes in the studio, sometimes not. Today, I'm blessed to have them in the studio with me. And um, today, you know, I, I I was I was really um, fortunate a few weeks ago around Easter weekend. It was actually a Saturday before Easter to go out to Belle Glade with some um, dear friends who I met through my daughter, um, and she had for weeks um, or months been going out there and volunteering with uh, her her fa- family that has been doing a lot of work in Belle Glade. And you know, Belle Glade is a place in Florida, whether wherever you're listening to uh, to this from that is not known for being a wealthy community let's put it that way it's 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 quite the opposite um it's it's built around farming and um and and industries that have come and gone and left in its wake uh quite a bit of poverty and disheveled and dysfunction and so forth in terms of culture and social um issues that that we see in these sort of places now this this family has gone out there and it's not that they're trying to save anyone but they're trying to bring a lot of love and um consistency to these children's and these families lives and i was fortunate to go out uh for this easter egg hunt uh and to be a part of what they were doing and sharing of of course ministry in the sense of, of, of the blessings that are available through wisdom, through teachings, uh, and the Bible, and, and just through example. Um, and, and so I thought that deserved quite a bit of attention, uh, and, I, and I said, let's do a show. So what I learned is that, you know, it takes a village. And so we have with us in the studio today, Bill Rodriguez, who's the director of ministry um, with Urban Youth Impact. And Brian and Tara Kidwell, who are the is the family that's been going out there and and to Belglade, and they're the the Belglade mission site leaders. And so this show is really not just about Belglade to me; it is about the things we need to do as humans to bring each other up, because I don't think we quite get that yet um, as a global community that or as a nation or otherwise that if one hurts we all hurt we we really create these bubbles and we create these facades of um separation that make us think that we're okay as long as we are okay and that's just not the case and we're starting to see how you know even coming out of the pandemic how this ripple effect can continue how poverty seeps through everything we do whether it's through lack of education lack of progression in science or arts uh you know and and so when we pull one up we pull everyone up we pull each other up we pull ourselves up so i want to start with bill rodriguez director of ministry at urban youth impact tell us a little bit about the organization and thank you for joining us 
Uh, thank you for having us. Um, yeah, Urban Youth Impact, we actually just celebrated our 25th year anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, 25 years ago, our founder, Bill Hobbs, started Urban Youth Impact with a football and a station wagon, just going out into communities of what we call disadvantage, um, where the kids just, you know, live in, in just poor conditions. That's not only poverty, but based off of education and just a lot of different factors, violence. Um, started off the Tamron Avenue community in West Palm Beach, mm -hmm. um, and it's just kind of grown from there. So it kind of grew from just a, a little outreach um, to now. Uh, our main building is on Australian between 25th and, and 36th Street. Uh, we run an after-school program there called TLA, the Learning Academy, where kids come after school, uh, elementary and middle school. Uh, our focus is literacy because we understand that that these kids are really at a disadvantage because they don't know how to read, they, mm -hmm. they struggle to write, um, and, and without that, they're never gonna be able to really progress. And so we have a real focus in our after-school program on literacy mm -hmm. and getting them to, uh, most of them are three, four grade levels below where they should be. Uh, so our purpose throughout the years to get them at least on grade level, but most of the time we're able to, to actually get them above grade level. Uh, we also run outreaches, which is what the Kidwells run in Bell Glade. So we go into areas of um, government housing and we uh, establish relationships with, with kids and with families. And from that, we create a program. We're out there uh, multiple times during the week, um, but we also plug them into some of our main programs. Uh, we have a reframe program that's for high school students that helps them with, um, you know, we run mock job interviews teach them how to do job interviews get them internships over the summer to teach them how to how to you know work in areas and fields that they're interested in we also help with um you know preparing them for college and what that process looks like mm -hmm. um so so those are some of the things that we do we're also connected with a church called bow down church that actually meets at our location on australian and so yeah. we just realize that you know we're working with these kids and ultimately as a um, a faith-based nonprofit. We believe that we establish relationships in, in order to, to teach them about Jesus because we believe that's what's really going to truly change, that's truly going to break the cycle mm -hmm. uh, uh, that they're in. And so we do these programs, we build uh, relationships ultimately to try to plug them into to either bow down or another church mm -hmm. uh, because we know that Helping them read, helping them write is great, but but the spiritual component is going to take them to uh, just mm. a different level. So, mm. you know, uh, and, and I want to get to that with the Kidwells because, you know, I was witness to that part of the you know there was this all this fun going on and sharing of snacks and food and the Easter egg hunt, which I mean, you know, who doesn't leave, love an Easter egg hunt? Um, however, that that Christ component, so you know, obviously patience over the years ask me as a healer as a person they confide in you know oh what are your beliefs and you know i don't i don't profess to be a religious person but i profess to be a spiritual person because i think that in my opinion that's more important and and that drive and how you go about your life from person to person from situation to situation that is the revelation of what's in your heart however you have to have that content that to fall back on so that teaching like you said is essential when everything goes black and you don't have any other references that that Christ spirit so because he was a prime example of what we could be and our potential um, so that being said you know I really enjoyed what you shared with these kids of all ages 
of all levels and the way it was shared. Um, how have you seen that take and, and manifest into what's going on with that community? Have you seen it continue to bear fruit, so to speak, because it is a planting of seeds. You can't control the future, but you can give them, you know, plant the seeds. So how is that being received? And, and what is your, you know, and either one of you, I would say, let's start with the ladies first, Tara, Kidwell. Uh, what is your idea of what you've seen in the last year and a half, I believe, of doing this? Sure. So, yeah, we hit uh, about a year in January. Um, and so what I think what you're referring to is we do a, a teaching at every um, outreach event that we have um, where we'll present um, just a verse or a Bible story and then in that um, an application. So a way for the kids to take um, something from that and hopefully apply it to their lives. And throughout, I'd say the last year, we're really seeing um, just just a deeper interest in who who Jesus is in, mm -hmm. in that, um, and it's not just it's not just words. So what we're hoping is we also we show them His love. Mm, that's out, the key. Yeah. We give them time. We give them encouragement. Um, and really, what we found is as we love them, it really disarms them in a way that makes them more vulnerable to want to know more about what we're bringing. Um, and so. Really, it's just time to build relationship. And mm -hmm. as we build those relationships, um, we find that when we pull up, they're now waiting for us. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the beginning, it was like, we'd go and go door to door. To I still go yeah. door to door yeah. and still go get them. But we pull up sometimes and there's 10 or 15 of them waiting, you know, what's, what are we doing today, you mm -hmm. know? And, um, and now we're, we're establishing more and more relationships. So throughout the week, we're touching base. We're going out there and hanging out more one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one -on -one or family, you know, to family. Um, and so, yeah, time, it takes time. Mm -hmm. um, but as we're faithful and we walk in his faithfulness, we're just seeing just tremendous um, growth. Right, so your inspiration is there and it's deeply set, but the work has to be, you know, action. And, and so, you know, Obviously, you're coming from a female perspective. There's some nurturing that goes into being around those young babies and mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, as a father, Mr. Brian Kidwell, you know, we've had conversations about this a few times and, and you know, all the things that make a father a father and those role models. And, and both of you could speak to this, you know, uh, both of the men in, this, in the room here and, and I guess me. That is the biggest thing. You know, when people say to me, what do you think you would do if you could change anything in this world to improve it? And I would say, make better fathers. They don't have a lot of that out there. You definitely see more women, you see more children, but the father and the male role models are not there. So how have you seen that become part of your job as, as bringing not only education and, and help to this community and spirituality, but just that role model um, situation. <laughs> well, it's true. There are um, there's not a lot of guys out there and a lot of fathers. And spending time out there with them, it's just it it is, you know, it's amazing um, being able to just show them, um, you know, that they're important, that mm -hmm. they're valued that they're loved mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's you know it's not always you know doing anything special it's just being around and being available and letting them know it's like you matter 
mm-hmm. you matter mm-hmm. and uh, it is you know it's unfortunate that there's a, a lack of men who are who are pouring into the kids out there it really is it, like to be able to to um, to see them come up and to be able to spend time with them is mm-hmm. is is really nice and yeah. they are um, they're receptive. A lot of them are standoffish, you sure. know, in the beginning. Yeah. But once, but you I don't see a lot of disrespect for no. you. No, and obviously you're a different color than them. Yeah, right. You're yeah. coming from a different place. Yeah, um, different cultural backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't see any disrespect at this point, and I'm sure that's been cultivated over the last year and a half of, mm-hmm. of relationship building, which is that that word we got to keep going back to, because that's a true gift is building those relationships. Yeah. Um, Bill, how many sites do you do this with, or what? What is the Urban Impact? So currently, we have three sites that are open. We have Bell Glade, we have one in West Palm, mm-hmm. uh, in the Twin Lakes uh, mm-hmm. housing community, and then we have one in Riviera Beach. Um, it used to be called Stony Brook. It's now called Azura Estates. They just remodeled and everything. So mm-hmm. we have those three. We're looking to add possibly another one this year. Um, so those are where we're at right now. What is the oldest? How long? What is the oldest site? Uh, Twin Lakes would be the oldest. How old? Um, we've probably been in Twin Lakes for at least 15 years. Okay. Now, you know, when it came to Belglade, and I used to drive out there at a Bahoki and teach for for a few years, and you know it was well known as a place where yes, there were great football players coming out of there, but there was also a shooting every week. Mm-hmm. Um, have you noticed in these places where you do these have these sites that there's less violence or more violence since you've been involved? And that's something you can all speak to because I mean. Obviously, you're on site at Bell Glade, Mr. and Mrs. Kidwell, and then, Bill, you're seeing the other sites like Twin Lakes and so forth. So how would you say that are you able to maybe stop? Have you seen things maybe bubble that you're able to be a part of positive influence? Has it been less in, in uh, violence? What, what would you I say? I think overall it's probably less. Now it comes in waves. Um, yeah. And no matter, sometimes no matter the impact that you have, um, people are people and you know that it's hard to stop that but you know uh, especially in Twin Lakes when you have parents that'll come up to our staff and say we're so glad you're here we only let our kids out of the house when you guys are here mm-hmm. when you guys are running program yeah. it helps you to know the kind of impact you're making within that community mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times that like especially with Twin Lakes because it's an open community and people can come in and out sometimes that violence comes from outside the community sure, sure, into yeah, it yeah. Um, especially when they see people doing well exactly but they don't know how to jive with that 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 energy right, right. That, and that type of living so they yeah. just bring that negativity in there and then they feel uncomfortable so they act out I yeah, think that's a lot. And we not, see that in classrooms too. Exactly. <laughs> you know, kids come into a classroom, it's in harmony, and then they're coming from another school that operates another way, and then all of a sudden they're like a troublemaker just because they don't understand how to to work within that. Yeah, area. and I think also it it can be tough too because you do see a lot of turnover within those communities yeah. because mm-hmm. these communities are set up to really help families get back on their feet and the really the goal is for them to to be able to move out of these mm-hmm. kind of communities once mm-hmm. they get you know established like a mom who's trying to work to to right. you know to raise her kids right. the hope is that we can you know build them up to eventually be able to move out and maybe get their right. own place or whatever so 
you do see a, a, a good amount of turnover, which can sometimes make it hard to create that community that we're looking for. Um, but, you know, you just got to keep flexing and moving and, yeah. and try to reach new families when they come in. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I don't know about the other sites, but I know with the Bellglade site and the Kidwells, that's all family and family relations. Mm -hmm. So when it when you look at grandpa's involved sister-in-law son grand you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's it's all family right now and the extensions of those families and your family um is it the same for the other sites as far as the the the, the, the content of the volunteers and who's watching over those sites or, or, or uh no like for our other sites um like like the azure states yeah uh, a guy named Nestor Medina runs that. He's yeah. been in that community for a long time. He moved his family into the community so that oh, he okay. could be there. Oh, okay. And so that is family run as well. So that's like, yeah. but but a lot of the like, like the people that run Twin Lakes, um, we have two people on staff. They're not related. Okay. Um, so that's more of a volunteer. Or yeah. That's hired. Yeah. Hired people. Hired. We're always looking for volunteers, people right. to come in and help with that. So. Right. Which is, but your family, the Kidwells, you're. you're your volunteers. Mm -hmm. Do you visit the Belglade site? I, I've been out to it. I yeah. did a prayer walk with them yeah. um, towards the beginning of it. Um, yeah. So, and I don't want you. You know, we don't want to pick a favorite child here. But do you see differences in the sites and the the growth and the presence with how they have developed it based upon their concepts versus the others? And and would you create a system around any particular combination or what have you? You know, what I want to get to is what is the best system for doing this and spreading this and increasing sites and you know, right. and what would you do? Um, <clears throat> now each individual site has its own kind of temperature. Mm -hmm. Right. So as you go into these different neighborhoods, you got to kind of get a feel for what the neighborhood likes, what, you know, and, and kind of move with that. With mm -hmm. them, it's been great because, yeah, their families out there, they've taken their church out there. Mm -hmm. And this wasn't a urban youth wants to establish a site in Bell Glade mm -hmm. and we want you guys to go out and run it. It right. was they were already had a heart for it and out there. And right. they said it came to us and said, we want to partner with you right. and we want to take it out there. We don't care about getting paid whatever we we see this need that that's what we want for people that are going to lead our sites they see the need mm -hmm. and it and all of a sudden all the material things don't really matter it's like they have a heart for the community even mm -hmm. if urban youth today said hey we're not going to be able to partner with anyone we're going to back out mm -hmm. i have no doubt that the kid would stay out there and continue on you know what mm -hmm. i mean and so that's that's kind of what we need it's it's got to be more than a job to you it's got to be because the hours that that our site coordinators log like they have specific hours during the week, but you know, Twin Lakes, like you know, they're they're hanging out with the kids on the weekend on their free time. They're grabbing bikes and riding down to City Place. You know, right. uh, same same with the Zora States. Like, you know, Nestor and his staff are are in there when they're not necessarily on the clock mm -hmm. because they care about these mm -hmm. families and they're getting calls. Hey, um, I don't have gas money. Um, can you help? Hey, you know, or we get a donation of clothes or furniture hey you know do you have anybody who can connect so it goes beyond a job it's really a calling mm -hmm. where you see a community in need and, mm -hmm. and and your heart goes out to that so Tara um, what would you want to see you know after doing this for a year and a half how would you continue to make improvements if you had unlimited funds what would you 
want to do for Belglade and these kids? Sure, my hope and families. or our hope going out there um, is just to get more time. And so um, the ultimate dream is to have a building out there. Um, and then with a building, you know, to be able to have family meals, um, to be able to help the kids with homework, um, to um, just have a safe place for them to come um, and just and just be, um, dream of gardening with them, you know, making a garden, um, just really a spot. Um, but even so, God has just been so good because you were out there where we meet is this big grass open area with this beautiful trees that just like block all the sun. And so, um, and we can do all those things. We, you know, we've brought food out there and had meals and um, we've done homework help and all of those things. Um, but really a building would just help us get to that next level. And we trust God in his timing. We know it's, it's all in his timing. And so, um, but we're gonna just keep going and we'll just be faithful and um, anticipate him you know, moving and... And there's a structure that can be converted into that building. So you got four walls that are already there. You just need to renovate it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity out there. Um, Just not sure where, what God wants yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's that 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 is a culmination of all your work and everybody's desires, you know, and, mm-hmm. and everything. So it's it's a lot, but I, I like I like the idea, and I like that you're planning um, grill outs coming up. Mm-hmm. I like that you keep the activities going, that everyone can sort of feel, like you said, part of a community. Right. And even if it's just for that time and space, and it doesn't happen outside of that, maybe at some point it will, right. because as you mentor, you plant these seeds, and as these young ones grow up, they're going to say, why can't I do that too? Mm -hmm. Why can't I make that happen? If them, why not me? Right? And that's the question. But you don't know that that's possible until you see it right in front of you. And that's what changed, you know, my life with the mentors and the youth pastors and teachers and and uh, as I got older, bosses or people that I, colleagues and so forth and so on, and, and it never ends. As, as you, you ask that question, if them, why not me, that opens up and sky's the limit. Yeah. And you're giving that to these kids right in front of their face, saying, you know, hey, yeah, sky's the limit. <laughs> you know, you, you, you can do anything you want, but here's, here's, the, here's the basics. Here's the basics, now that you have the playbook, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's those um, basics and yeah. then having somebody believe in you yeah. and encourage you in yes. it. And these kids, somebody seeing their potential yeah. Yeah. and speaking that into their lives. So how do we, how, do, how does this get funded? How can people call in, email, donate, send checks? Um, how, how can they make this yeah, real, um, more of a reality? You know, majority, like all of our outreach programs are, you know, we raise support for now our, our after school program. We do get a lot of grants um, through through the county and, and everything. But yeah, um, urbanyouthimpact.com, you can go on there. Um, there's all the information about how to donate, how to support what we're doing. Um, you know, that's that's really the place where everything falls. And everything for us is, is you know, based on the support that we raise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we appreciate you allowing us to be able to kind of talk about you know what we do and put it out there yeah i i hope that people are listening and they have a passion for the future 
um, of our community because these kids go everywhere, you know. They go on. And uh, like I said, Pahokee is known for cultivating some major football players. So if you like football, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you've enjoyed seeing that. But, but these kids also go on to become, you know, lawyers and doctors and, and scientists and who knows what they'll develop. And, and so we have to see that as our main charge of supporting these communities because, you know, they're going to do more for all of humanity uh, coming through these hardships and struggles because they'll be fortified. You know, it's like the, the, the tallest, strongest trees are the ones that come through the rock, right? <laughs> and so if we can really see that as, as the, the, the mining of the, the purest diamonds and gold and, put the, and start putting our attention back into these communities and cultivating them, I think we've got ourselves something good. Um, and so urbanyouthimpact.com and you can earmark, say, if you have more of a passion. Maybe you were someone, was someone that had family or came out of Belgrade years ago. And you say, hey, I didn't know they were doing this. You can earmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. you can designate to yeah. to where you and, want and that money not, to and go. And and it's tax deductible because you're not for profit, yes. right? So this is these are good things. Um, so thank you all, all three of you. Bill Rodriguez, director of ministry at Urban Youth Impact. Brian and Tara Kidwell and your family. We want to give a big shout out to them and and uh, my daughter for introducing me to you guys. And, um, and they're the Bell Glade Mission Site Leaders. And uh, this has been another Maximum Health Quality Living. If you've missed any part of this show, it's available via all podcasts. And this has been brought to you in part by Vell, V-E-L-L, Vell Health. It's a wonderful app you can download today for free. And choose any element that bothers you and learn the holistic way of supplementing and augmenting and helping your health for the first time ever. Vell Health. See you next time.